I can't help but notice on yours and Alan's profile, like Alan's profile, uh, Pokemon Sword is being played. It sure is, hunty. Oh, <laughs> give me that tea. So, approximately four days ago, four to six days ago, um, we drove through the McDonald's parking lot because it was one of those, like, my sister was having a lazy parenting day and they handed us a giant Happy Meal shaped like a Pikachu. Oh. <gasps> uh, and we're like, wait a second, wait a second. And Josh has been telling me, he I, and of course yourself, but this time it, the update did not come from you. Josh was like, it's Pokemon Day tomorrow, so don't expect any text messages from me. <laughs> Um, leave them there. I'm not replying because him and his friends take the entire day off and Pokemon. Pokemon Plus, Snap to be specific. Snap was being released that day as well. And he was like, I didn't get a pre-release. I don't like digital copies. I have to go and get it. So yeah. um, I think that's what they do. Or that's what they did. And anyway, uh, cut to opening the toy and my niece is immediately obsessed with Pokemon cards because that was the toy in the box. And I was like, these things are like, they outlasted Pogs. They outlasted Beyblades. They out mm-hmm. they will outlast Jax, the original yeah. toy. And um, she's like, what's this? And I was like, well, they're Pokemon cards and you collect them and you can like trade them and fight them battle yeah you can yeah. battle so she was like well uh what she didn't really know what pokemon was so i found uh-huh. pokemon and streamed it like the first three episodes uh immediate obsession oh no like with with pokemon i was like well do you know what i didn't have anybody like me and my twin sister when we were born into this earth we did not have, there was like a big gap between my uh, my older sister, my older brother, and then us being born because my parents immigrated here. They were super happy, so happy, in fact, that they, you know, accidentally had another child <laughs> or two, had another <laughs> child, and it turned out to be twins. So hashtag secrets. Uh, exposed um like i'm a twin and we didn't have anyone in our lives to kind of guide us through being obsessed with things um so we didn't ever discover me and julie never discovered pokemon and um being there at the at the ground like ground zero of of my sister's child who is like six discovering pokemon is probably like the next best thing so now i think that is the reason to have children going forward or being a close auntie because pokemon is first of all it's legit second of all you have an excuse to to ride those coattails of obsession yes and and have a reason but here's the thing is that my um my brother-in-law my niece's father uh is very he's into video games and like we're the three of us are big geeks um so it was very he wanted to get her into it like a little bit later because they have been playing animal crossing and um super mario they just finished up most of odyssey um and you know you know we're still yeah (laughs) we're still like um 
we might have an esports athlete on our hands. I don't know. She's very <laughs> like she's very adept. But um, for like a six year old, I'm surprised. Uh, we we're you know we're still fishing in Animal Crossing and buying everything from like the Able Sisters because fashion. Fashion. Um, fashion. But, yes, and he was like, I guess we get started with Pokemon. So he downloaded Sword and Shield because he has always wanted it as well. He was yeah. kind of waiting. And now they've been sword and shielding. <laughs> it's, yeah, good luck. Sword and shield, or I have shield. I don't have sword. You, like you get one or the other and the availability of Pokemon is slightly different, but it's the exact same game. Um, uh-huh. This one is interesting because it's the first time they've ever tried in like open world kind of. It's not like completely open world, but they have open mm-hmm. areas in the game that are just, you just explore. <clears throat> so... That's big for Pokemon because like they've always been like go from gym one, go to gym two, go to gym three, and now we're we're finally getting somewhere. We're getting to like the whimsy of exploring in Pokemon. That's that's what we want in a Pokemon oh, yeah. game. It feels very real world. I'm afraid to tell her that Pokemon Go exists on a cell phone. Because we already had her me and my sister are um we play Wizards Unite, the the open world uh sort of like geolocation Harry Potter. Yep. game yeah um uh, fondly known as hp go um so we so we've been playing that and whenever we get sick of spell casting she's been spell casting for us and like hitting like p- poking at the brilliance so yeah i'm afraid to show her pokemon like pokemon go i i'm not even going to talk about it because then yep. she'll be she already steals our phones while we're sleeping <laughs> sneaks into her room to watch youtube until everyone wakes up what there have a little been critter yeah many i feel like you know when you were in kindergarten and like a couple of the kids would roll in late with mm-hmm. like mcdonald's breakfast that's abby that's abby <laughs> I'm like, that's so weird i wonder what they do maybe they've been farming all morning because like grew up in a farming town maybe they've been farming all morning some cases they were farming the other cases were just like you know hot mess parents so welcome to the full volume podcast yeah i am your co-host gi joe lee and i am joined by Harvey Brent. And today is a quiet day. Today is a day that Marvel Disney Plus has allowed us for contemplation and reflection. Yeah. It's it feels um, like the Sabbath. I have I have rest. I don't have to critically pick apart Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Oh god. Oh. That was uh, I w- I would argue that was like more intense than WandaVision. It, well, it was because it was intense in, in the fact that it was harder to motivate myself to watch it. Not that I'm not a fan of Marvel. I am. But like, again, for the millionth time, it was just so it bled into everything else. It didn't stand out. And then you're asking me to watch it. And then I have to, like, think about it critically. What? You know? Right. <laughs> so it was that was actually a bit of a challenge. I mean, obviously, you know, the the race conversation was, um, I think, you know, something that, that stuck out and was easy to talk about, but everything else, I'm like, are they doing espionage? Are they are they telling lies and secrets? What's going on? I don't know. You know, so it's right. just, 
that part of the show i'm just i'm not i wasn't into the mission impossible format Mm -mm. it was like yeah and usually i'm into i'm good into an i'm into a good impossible mission but this was Mm -hmm. just it was kind of exhausting yeah it was it was hard to do because i didn't want to do it (laughs) mission exhaustible yes mission not fun (laughs) but brighter days ahead though yes so we didn't we didn't have anything to watch this weekend but what Mm -hmm. we did have to watch or what we've been stewing on is the latest batch of marvel announcements that have come sort of down the pipeline there was this huge trailer which included um scenes from upcoming films Mm -hmm. and Sneaky, sneaky, sneak peeks. Did you see it, Brent? I no, I saw it advertised for the. It was like a compilation of Phase Four footage going forward, and I saw the link, and I wish I would have clicked at it at the time because I couldn't find it again. But instead, as a consolation, I watched like the full trailer for uh, Shang Chi uh, in the Legend of the Ten Rings, uh, Black Widow, and um, Loki. But I've seen the Loki trailer like quite a few times already. So, but yeah, mm-hmm. that, but I, I did see that that was a thing though. I just didn't, I couldn't find it again. <laughs> yeah, no prob. Uh, I, it popped up for me in, on YouTube and I kind of was like, watch later, watch later. Like I've got a bunch of other <laughs> stuff yeah. to watch. I'm, like sitting here furiously catching up on like Phil DeFranco episodes and, but uh, let's see over here mm-hmm. with the Buffy, just like powering yeah. through with my. With my mug, by the way, from The Handmaid Tale. Yes. I don't know. Does anybody, can you guys see this? It says, <laughs> Buffy will patrol tonight. Um, it is a shout out to arguably the greatest episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer of all time. Season four, episode 10. Hush. Yes. Arguably one of the best episodes of a television series ever as yeah. well. It's like it, Emmy nominated. It it was the only ever Emmy nominated episode of Buffy, apparently. Yes, and it's it's up there in like uh, in TV episodes. Like the, I think yesterday was the twentieth anniversary of that Sopranos episode, like where they're lost in the woods. Yeah, <laughs> that's like on top of mind for everybody. Soon we'll have the anniversary of the horse episode, and it's like, um, whenever. It's just synonymous with good television. Unfortunately, Joss Whedon has gone and canceled herself. So yeah, but we can Which still is... watch all the great stuff that he left us. <laughs> well, yeah, I talked about that with Mike um, a couple weeks ago, and I was like, it's hard for me to like because like clearly Whedon gets royalties, so it's like it's hard because like I really want to continue watching Buffy. I've never fully watched Buffy all the way through, and it's like how do I separate the art from the artist? But also I'm a big supporter of like Sarah Michelle Gellar and Charisma Carpenter, Alison Hannigan, Julie Benz, like all these like strong female roles. And then it's like tied to Joss Whedon. And it's like, (laughs) Mm -hmm. so, but I like the intent is there. I just, I don't know. I hope, I hope Sarah Michelle gets royalties too from me watching it and not just Joss Whedon. Yeah, me too. And like, there has been an explosion in um buffy popularity and i think it comes with it being available to stream on prime finally it's also on disney plus oh well hello oh yeah that's right it's fox so secrets exposed Mm. i am the designer behind that mug 
Fuck yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Explicit. Explicit. <laughs> Explicit tag. But yeah, so, and I was sick of having like a mug that wasn't left handed and right handed. So, like, if you carry it in your um, right hand, the bee will show. Yep. So, you can let people know that you love Buffy whatever hand you write with or are dominant with. It's it's a two. That was the sticker that was on it. It said two sided mug. And yeah, and it also works on like literally so many levels with me. My name's Brent. There's a B. Yes. Like, <laughs> hello. Har- B is for Harvey Brent. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, that episode is hilarious. That scene itself is um, like in a genre television show that is supposed to be like, you know, horror based. It was the funniest. <laughs> but also the scariest. Uh, it, yes. But like in a good way. Like not like it was like it was just so well done. Like the tension, the, the makeup design of the gentlemen and stuff like, oh, it it's even, you know, it, it, it that that episode is over 20 years old. Um, it still holds up. Yes, it's oh, it does. And it's like and it speaks to an anxiety that I've had that I've dreamed of. And I'm sure everyone has had those same fears and anxieties. Hmm. It's just oh, it, it was it was so good. And I remember I remember it happening and my mom is like, when we were watching it, because I always watched it with my mom. She was always interested. Um, she didn't always understand what was going on, but she's like, oh, my God. She had never seen anything so scary. And there, um, like, she grew up with, like, Thai horror shows. And, like, I've seen that stuff. It is, it's all, it's all supernatural ghosts, people eaters, like, Oh. It's cr- zombies, red-eyed monsters. It's fucking scary. And cool. like, yeah, I can't watch horror when my mom is watching her horror, like, soaps. <laughs> her horror soaps, yes. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, they have something called, like, Lacan, which are, which, which I equate to soap operas. And they have the different genres, right? So there's, like, romance ones. Um, There's, like, rich, there's, there's one that's, like, it's just rich people. Uh, so I guess scary. Would, yes. It's, <laughs> maybe it is horror, but it's like they have, um, they, they just look at the lives of these rich people. Like it's like the Kardashians, but scripted. Gotcha. And I, it's well, like, I mean, I would also hazard a guess that the Kardashians is at least a little bit scripted, but splitting yes. hairs there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then they have like, like um rural comedy that's a, like that's kind of like a, a cross section of this etc cetera, etc cetera. And, and then they have the the horror or like the folklore oh man and they yeah where they have like thai giants and like oh. they have like those scary mask faces and i just maybe that's why i'm such like a like a like a a chicken <laughs> a chicken bok bok <laughs> So scary, scary yeah. cat. Uh, um, yeah. So I find that interesting, though, that there's no... We're on such a massive tangent, FYI. Um, I find it <laughs> so interesting, though, that in Thai horror, you didn't list off um, serial killers. You said supernatural. And I find that interesting. That just makes me think of, like, serial killers as such, like, a Western phenomenon and, like, predominantly an American phenomenon and, and 
it also makes me embarrassed to be North American <laughs> because oh, right? it's... we branded serial killers. We made that a thing. <laughs> yeah, I think it's, you know what? I don't, um, I, I never lived there. I've lived here in Canada all my life. I was born here. Sorry, it's like, that's a long list of things that I'm used to saying when I legitimize my upbringing, mm-hmm. um, my position as a Canadian. But no, I, do you know what? Now that you say that and I'm thinking about it, there really isn't. Um, that history, uh, well, the, the history, I think mental health definitely, uh, mental health and upbringing definitely has something to do with it. And I think that North America is maybe a hotbed. We a little of, crazy. Yeah. Of maybe yeah. breeding that type of person into existence. And it's not to say that there aren't serial killers or mass murderers in Thailand, the, uh, the only people that I've heard of who have killed en masse, like, sex workers, have been, like, white tourists. Mm. Or, like, Shocker. yeah, <laughs> like, white men who've decided to make Thailand their home. There have been some cases where, like, there are people who kill, but they don't, they're not, like, you know, gunning down people in the streets, etc., right. etc. I will say, though, that... Oh, there was a there's something that I had to say along the tip of my. Oh, that's it. It's a very socialist, not socialist, like very slightly communist, right? The laws are much different. Uh huh. It's. I want to say it's easier to get away with murder there. So maybe there's just some things being swept under the rug that no one sees. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. <clears throat> maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah very... I mean, have you you've been right? You've been to Thailand. We're supposed to go in 2020. <laughs> oh, oh, you know what? I knew that before before COVID hit. I remember you were saying your parents were considering possibly moving back or something. Or they were actually there when the pandemic hit. They had no. been there. Uh, yeah, they have a house back there. They were there for three months. The month that we got locked away. Uh, March 2020 is the month that they were coming back. Oh. Yeah. They got... They they were stranded. They delayed themselves for a little bit longer. And then when it seemed like they were... Because we all just assumed that Canada would shut down the border. That we would take (laughs) leadership tips potentially from New Zealand and just be like, okay, that's it. Air traffic, done. L O L. JK, um, <laughs> Jokesies. they just hopped on a plane and came right here. And I was scared for them because of the amount of people that I had heard were passing through Pearson International. Mm-hmm. And some of the cases of people that I knew who had caught it had been in the airport. Mm. Um, and I didn't want them on a plane. I didn't want them in Toronto. I didn't want them in Pearson. I just... Yeah, I just wanted them to to stay. I was like, you know what? Whatever, we'll take the. You know, we're not a rich family, but like, just take the hit, cancel the flights. We'll pay for yeah. you to come home when it's actually safe. But here's the thing: they probably would have still been there. <laughs> they yeah, probably still been there at this point because, wouldn't you know, Canada didn't really get that under control. <laughs> well, and I find too a lot of countries like Thailand, um, they are extremely compliant with. Um, dealing with communicable communicable disease like this. And so like everybody doesn't have a problem wearing a mask. 
And that's really refreshing to see because we have a lot of individualists over here in Canada that think a mask is uh, equated to oppression, which mm. means if that's the, it's that if that's your version of oppression, consider yourself very lucky. <laughs> yeah, and I think I think that the Thai people have been through worse. The Thai oh, yeah. people trust science for the most part. Um, and they also trust because they've been, they live in an Asian country that's very close to other Asian countries mm. that are overcrowded, overpopulated, have commitments to environmentalism that they need to uphold. So in, in short, what I'm trying to say is they have been wearing masks, but for different reasons. Yes. So yeah. my mom will say how she's going to the market, but like the market when she was a kid, it was like fresh and fun. And it was just like a quick escape from home. And now it's like this overcrowded kind of polluted place to be. And she said the amount, the congestion from the cars is enough to warrant wearing a mask. Yes, exactly. So yeah. she's like, people in Asian countries don't have any problem wearing masks because it they've been using masks to protect themselves from other things 100%. this whole time. Yeah, and at the heart of it, it's and it's it's not. I don't think it's selfish at all. They just don't want to die. They just yeah. don't want to die. So and look at their and they don't counts. want you to die. Yeah. And they don't want you to die. And they want your neighbor to exist. And they yeah. want the guy at the grocery who runs the grocery to store to like continue to live on. So it's unselfish. It's the kindest thing you can do. It's like the least you can do to show somebody you care about them is that and, and their health is just to put that good old thing on your face. Mm. What were we talking about again? Marvel Shang -Chi. <laughs> Shang and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Yeah, um, well, that's is that the first one coming out? No, 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 no. Loki's coming out first. Yes, yes, the television show. So Loki, Loki. is coming out, and I think, um, so I just, just in rewatching the trailer, one, it's uh -huh. not. I feel like it's going to be like a mix, and maybe finally we're going to get some like fantasy elements, fantasy genre elements in in the mix. Like what, per se? Um, like potentially we'll go Norse. Oh. Oh, okay. I kind of see what you mean. Okay. Intergalactic travel. Um, he You're himself... serving me some intergalactic Viking realness. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. And we're, and, but also like, um, just sort of like mania and weirdness, uh, because the the end shot of the trailer. And I'm going to spoil it, so I don't care if you're here. For spoilers or not, get Boy, the these. heck out. If you were even if you were even interested, you would have watched it already. Yep. Um, we get a shot of President Loki or presidential candidate Loki from the uh vote Loki four part comic series uh that Marvel had released in June of twenty sixteen. Um it was sort That's of a send up very ironic <laughs> yeah it was sort of a send-up uh created by christopher hastings it was a send-up to this 2016 election and his shtick was like was that um vote for me because i will lie to you that's who i am you, oh ha you have no fear 
And apparently, <laughs> and I don't know if this is the part that's like ironic or the send up, but it's like he does very well in the polls because that is his shtick. Well, if that's a case of art imitating life, they nailed it. <laughs> right? They nailed it. Um, so I'm gonna immediately. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, I was gonna say that's. I mean, if only we could get Loki to travel back in time in real life and run for the 2016 election, I wonder how different the world would be now. <laughs> I know, right? I mean, they had other clowns, but clearly Kanye West was not crazy or enough or honest enough uh, to icon. capture the a hearts icon. and the minds oh of the God. Republican National. What world do we live in? Uh, anyways, uh, no, Loki looks... I'm super excited about your comment about, um, you know, fantasy elements. I actually got a... Um, what's the word? I got I got a vibe from a different series. It wasn't... Um, it kind of gave me like a... Um, uh, do, you know, do you know the book by Aldous Huxley called Brave New World? Yes. Yeah, it kind of like... Granted, I understand that the subject matter is completely different. This is going to be more action-based and, you know, it's comic book-based and, you know, it's going to be doing a lot with time travel, which I'm super excited about. But it's giving me that vibe of a very organized, administrative overhang, you know, on the whole thing. Like this this whole, um, they're not they're not called Time Bureau. What are they called again? They're called... Um, oh, my goodness. Time, it's time adjustment or time correction. Oh, my goodness. Oh, powers of Google. <laughs> the oh god, uh, time. You know, that's a that's a very good that's a good question for next time. Yeah, but, but I, I get what yeah I get I get where you're where you're going. They're yeah. like this. They're like the Big Brother, the Seeing Eye, the directors Thanks. of everything. That's Yes, thank you. Thank you. That's, yeah. Oh, my God. Why would I do without you? Yes, that is what I'm <laughs> trying to insinuate. It gives me like big brother overarching administrative vibes, pushing it too far, um, which we love to see. We love a story of someone, a.k.a. Loki, overcoming administration, overcoming paperwork personified as control <laughs> and, you know, just dealing with the shit. So I'm, I'm excited for that. I think there's going to be... Um, I hope, I hope they haven't, like, this is only six episodes, I think. I think there's going to be some big changes to the timeline. Obvi. Um, mm -hmm. I have read, like, theories, I guess, on Reddit saying, you know, like, um, Loki's going to go back in time and, um, you know, prevent his death uh, by the hands of Thanos. There's another, there's other people saying that, like, you know, he's actually going to end up dying twice. And so he'll still be dead by the end of the series. Um, so there's, there's like, I've read a lot of different, I'm not elaborating on them very well, but I've read a lot of different theories on what could happen. And I really hope there's something big. And, you know, I, I got to thinking as I was watching, again, I watched a few trailers today just to kind of remind me of what Phase 4 is about. And then I realized mm -hmm. we have a Black Widow film coming up. And wouldn't it just be something if, like, why would they make a Black Widow film if they're not going to be using Scarlett Johansson anymore? Because she died in Endgame. So I'm wondering if Loki has some sort of tomfoolery where he goes back in time and gets Black Widow involved. It just from a investment point of view. Do you know what I mean? It's like, why would you make a Black Widow prequel and then never use her again? Pourquoi? <laughs> For why? All, 
all all great points all great questions it is it's a mystery um i i hope he has the powers of some kind of time travel because again it does seem that way they introduce it like uh they show him during the events of his capture he touches the cube which Mm -hmm. cube is it it's the blue is it the mind as blue is mind stone the tesseract you're talking about that's it Yes, yes he right. grabs he grabs it and he yeah. warps away. And uh, I mean, we could talk about the casting choice of um, what is his name? Tom Owen Hiddleston. Wilson. Oh, Owen Wilson. Yeah. But you, you immediately see him being introduced to, to this weird world by Owen Wilson. And um, it seems he Owen Wilson himself says it that time wherever the TVA is, is that it passes differently. So we don't know, potentially um, he'll be rocking the other timeline. Uh, I don't, part of me doesn't want him to, if he does, maybe she's like Robert Downey Jr. where she wants out, but like just (laughs) leave Scarlett Johansson where she fell. (laughs) Oh, you don't want her to come back. I don't know. I think I'm done with the original four. Like, it was Iron Man, Black Widow, Captain America, and the Hulk. Yeah. They're kind of... They've run their... They've run their course. (laughs) They've done... Is Mark Ruffalo done? done? Is he done as Hulk? I don't think so. Okay. No, I mean, I, I wouldn't mind seeing more Hulk because I feel like they didn't really, really do the Hulk justice. I don't think they know um, how, to be honest. Yeah, I think there was too much getting it wrong before the the mm-hmm. cinematic universe started getting it right. So um, they would be foolish to let a national treasure like Eric, not Eric Bana, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like him, Mike Ruffalo go. So, um, the, I mean, I feel like they're going to keep him on board for sure. But, like, in less of a leadership role. Because, obviously, we have a new cap, so. I kind of already got that vibe, though, from the last two Avengers films. He kind of took a backseat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Probably take, like, an an R&D science, uh, like, M sort of role. But, which I'm comfortable with, as long as he's still involved. But the other three, I mean, Steve Rogers is one foot in the grave uh and the other two are already in the grave so <laughs> literally yeah. yeah well yeah i'm okay with that and like yeah they need to move forward so that's cool um no loki loki looks so cool though like i'm i'm way more excited about that than captain america or yeah. <sighs> falcon and the winter soldier sorry <laughs> <laughs> But I guess I'm Captain excited, America yeah. now. Now he's. Captain I'm excited America. for a Black Captain America. I feel like yeah. we didn't need to take like nine episodes of a six episodes of a television series to get there. I was <sighs> saying to Mike, I'm like, it would have been better as a film. They could have trimmed a lot of fat, made it a good story, you know, about race. And I don't even, oh God, the action side of it was just such a mess. But anyways, um, enough of that. So I'm excited for Loki, though. I think it's going to be great. Um, uh-huh. What about... What's your thoughts on Black Widow and Shang-Chi? Um, I'm obviously way more excited for Shang-Chi. And yeah. Rings because I have been, <laughs> like, I've been watching this whole uh, Simu Liu thing unfold on the internet. Um, and then to have him actually land the role 
Mm-hmm. Of Shang Chi's. Did he campaign for it? Well, he tweeted it into the world. Oh, I didn't know that. So he did campaign for it. Yeah, and then he actually he called back to it, and that's I think that's when people noticed his tweet. He called back to it and was like, "Hey, thanks for you know, thanks for, thanks for hearing my, hearing my story, taking yeah. taking my application." But yeah, like I can't, I can't believe it. Um, let's see, let's go through his stunning um, Chinese Canadian history. Okay. So, oh, he was born in China. Cool, 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 cool. cool. Um, moved to Canada. Okay, that's guess why. Guessing Toronto. <laughs> Mississauga, baby. Oh, Mississauga. Okay. He was raised in Aaron Mills, an area of Mississauga. Jeepers. So very hyper local. You want to know uh, a weird story? One time I met someone from Mississauga, and I didn't really have a talking point, so I said, "Oh, Mississauga." Big fan of Square One. <laughs> and they were like, excuse me? The mall? <laughs> yeah, it wasn't my greatest moment. So that is my experience with the SOG. <clears throat> I have a cousin that lives there. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's it. Oh, oh, he has a background in martial arts, Taekwondo and Wing Chun specifically, as well as gymnastics. So it's almost as if he was being groomed for this role from this birth his destiny it is so i have been watching i i am familiar with him because i have been um one of the self-loathing asians i'm part of that pack who is rediscovering my asianness and watching uh asian kim's, content kim, kim's convenience so, are you thinking yes so he plays yeah. the eldest son in Kim's convenience and like I am not I'm not Korean he's not Korean but mm. like most of the South Asian experience is the same uh, regardless of whether you owe your parents own a convenience store or not like yeah. they're the same people they're always they are in a fight dad is always in a fight with the eldest brother if there are boys in your family which there are because <laughs> they would not have stopped until they had one right um uh, let's see here. Yeah, so that that's what I'm familiar with. And mm. to hear that somebody um, of color is going to be starring in a Marvel property that is a kung fu movie, uh, pretty much is exciting. And um, I'm here for it. Aquafina is in that movie too. I freaking love her. So an interesting thing I I did read about Shang Chi just in general the the brand. So from my understanding, Shang-Chi's been in the comics for a while. He hasn't been featured very strongly, though. And particularly, he has only ever been in one Marvel video game ever. Keep in mind, there's probably about 50, I would say. He, was, <laughs> he, he has only ever been in a mobile Marvel game, which is, I think, so interesting to me that he's just never been advertised, you know? So I'm like, huh. But he's got, like, such a distinct, like, you know, I've seen a couple of the covers. I shouldn't say he hasn't been featured in the comments. He has been. Um, he has his own line, too, like the Shang-Chi line. And it's more of a, a kung fu-based comic book, if I'm correct. I remember seeing mm-hmm. some of the covers. I have not read them. Again, I, I generally only read X-Men because that's all I have time for. Um, mm-hmm. But it's, yeah. So I, I was just, I found that weird that, you know, he has he has his own you know, series in the comics, technically, and I, I'm sure he's featured and, you know, he pops in as as a lot of Marvel characters do in other people's comics, but he's only ever been in one video game. 
like that's that's crazy to me. There's a, there's been a lot of Marvel video games across many different platforms. I don't know. Sorry, that's just something I thought of. Yeah, and I wonder if it has to do with I mean uh, that he was a spin-off character from a like from a novel, like already already licensed property. So yeah. it was almost as if uh Steve Englehart and Jim Starlin who are the creators of Shang-Chi, mm-hmm. um it's almost as if they pulled him in because they needed representation. Yeah. I don't want to accuse anybody of anything, but th- that's what it seems like to me. Um from just like a brief reading of his history in in like in the Bronze Age, and then obviously he's been a, a back burner. So hopefully, um, hopefully we can kind of push him the way that they like. Iron Man was like a B C character, yeah, and yeah, Shang Chi is like what like a C D C ish D ish character, yeah. and it's like let's just move him to the front. Because everyone likes a good kung fu movie, and everyone likes a good Canadian boy, so mm-hmm. uh, I'm into it. I don't know anything about Shang Chi. I like barely read the comics growing up. Mm. I'm excited to just like to to watch this I, for the first time in a while. I'm excited to just watch this, be entertained, and get obsessed from from ground zero. You know, also, too, he is not the only um, Asian-Canadian right now that's prominent in um, franchises. I don't know if you've been um, up to date the past couple of weekends with um, the release of the new Mortal Kombat film. Uh, oh. L- Ludi Lin, I, I probably didn't pronounce his name right, L- Ludi Lin um, is from China, but he, he's based out of BC, and he is the main character in Mortal Kombat. I have yet to watch Mortal Kombat. I have that on my like list of things to watch. I'm mm-hmm. at heart. You know how there's like, are you Star Trek? Are you Star Wars? Are you Marvel? Are you DC? I am. My fight was, are you Mortal Kombat? Are you <laughs> Street Fighter? And my answer has always been, get over here. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. So, so... It's, it's actually... It's 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 a good film. I saw it a couple weekends ago. I won't tell you how. Um, but I uh, it's it's much better. Well, yeah, it's much better than the original. I don't know if you've seen the original two films from the nineties. Yes, I have. <laughs> I love them. They're an adventure on their own. <laughs> they're a trip. They're they're barely watch. They're barely rewatchable. But like the nostalgia keeps me going till the end. Yeah, yeah. I mean, those, I would say those are more colorful movies, which I, I, my eyes attracted to color, so I like that. But this film is a much better made film. Excellent, so. excellent. I thought you were going to talk about um, Kamala Khan or Miss Marvel. Oh, because, do tell. Yeah. So they are developing that property as a television show for Marvel Studios as well. And they have cast young, um, let's see here, Iman Villani. She is from from Canada's, sorry, where is she from? Markham. She's from Markham. Uh It's amazing. Yeah, and um, she's Muslim. She's Pakistani-American. The character, I should say. I don't know very much about the actress, but... She is a person of color, and I'm also here for it. Like, um, there is no way you could do this without doing that, without properly casting um, the show. So, I'm I'm excited to see um, 
I mean, every everyone gets the stereotypes by now of like South Asian Canadians. I I am more interested to see, um, like a, a better look at uh, like at our Middle Eastern friends. Like the the only thing that I'm used to watching was like Little Mosque on the Prairie that was on CBC. Oh yes. Yeah, where like a brown family moves in to the mm-hmm. prairies of Canada, and I'm like, okay. Okay. And it was, to me, it was very, this was before, this was like almost 15 years ago. And it was very stereotype. They had a lot of weird stereotypes and yeah. Yeah. I vaguely recall, I never like, you know, watched it fully, but I did see it syndicated a little bit. And yeah, it's, I don't know. I'm not going to try and defend it because I think it is, it's a lazy attempt for sure at (laughs) diversity, but that was also 15 years ago. I think if it was made in this day and age, Hopefully that property, Little Mosque in the Prairie, would have a little bit more reverence, you know. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, I, without generalizing too much, I do think Kim's convenience, though. Again, I'm not, I'm not Asian though, so I'm probably not qualified to say that. But I, I feel like Kim's convenience does a very good job at bringing, you know, some reality to a Asian family living in Canada. Like it feels very genuine, but I don't know that yeah. for sure. Because I'm not, but you, from what you've told me too, like. Yeah. It's not everyone's experience, but it's someone's, it's definitely a handful of our experience. Um, the, yeah, the, mm-hmm. the drama is the same across the board. So. Mm-hmm. That's where you relate. You're like, okay, I get it. Yeah. yeah. The, the familial drama. That's it. All right. So we've talked about Loki, Black Widow. We're sorting here <laughs> for her. Um, hey, we've talked to his. Ms. Marvel and Shang-Chi. Who are we missing? Uh, what's the... Oh, man. Um, the Eternals is coming out this year. Right? Okay. Is it November? I'm not, I believe so. Yeah. With um, I only, I'm sorry. I know there's like a bunch of people. I think Richard Madden is in it from... You will last remember Richard Madden from getting his head cut off in Game of Thrones. Um, yes. Spoiler alert. So that's... <laughs> That's where he's been. Um, but yeah, I, I, the Eternals, I, I've, again, I don't know too much about the Eternals, but I have read things online, again, through my Reddit, my Reddit folks, <laughs> that um, possibly the Eternals as a way to um, introduce mutants into the MCU. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know if that could be a thing, that that could be interesting. That could be a nice prelude to a phase five with predominantly x-men and fantastic four characters but maybe i'm getting ahead of myself there a little bit uh i know nothing about the eternals so i like shang chi i'm gonna come in i'm gonna get obsessed um all i know about this film uh because i've been drowning myself in uh asian content is that it was directed by chloe Zhao, who directed <gasps> no bad land which we just... all know didn't she just win a Golden Globe, or, sorry, not a an Golden Oscar. Globe. Thank you. An Oscar. An Oscar. Yeah, Academy Award. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Mm. So she she won the Academy Award for, like, Nomadland. Yes. And, um, I mean, that movie didn't speak to me at all, but she, it was so, I can see it why somebody deserves a directing award for that movie, because you need to be the best director to get that kind of performance and film off the ground like it's it was 
I'm not sure if you saw it, but it was it was very intimate. I, I I think I was reading that she is the first woman of color to win Best Director. Is she also the first woman to win uh, an, an Academy Award for Best Director? Or has there been another female that has won that award? I don't, not that I know of, but I maybe. think Catherine, um, Ka- what's her name? She directed that war film. 1918? No. No. Um, even even before that, she took it. She took it one year from not was it Spielberg? Oh my goodness! Uh, was Jeremy uh, Renner in that Pearl film? Pearl Harbor, Catherine it was, Bigelow. That's it. Catherine. Bigelow. It's Catherine Bigelow. I think she, that's it. The Hurt Locker. It's like I think it was the story of the retelling of the killing of Osama bin Laden. I'm not sure. Hmm. And maybe I'm wrong. I'm probably wrong. I think, <laughs> but I think Kat, Bin I think... Laden was killed in 2011. So this was okay. this was a year before that. 2010, she won. Yeah. So she she took it that year. So she's not been the first female. But this is again insane that hmm. a woman won. Um, the fact that we're saying that it's insane that a woman won, and the fact that we she is Asian. Yeah. I'm I'm flabbergasted. I am flummoxed. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? I, I love it. These ladies are here to teach the children, and we are here to learn. So, whew, and we're here to feel... crash the establishment. We're here to crash right. the system. So, yeah. So, uh, aside from headless Richard Madden, it also starred Angelina Jolie. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. Who I was honestly a little bit worried about: Salma Hayek, Kumal Nanjiani, um, Gemma Chan. Kit Harrington, so we're getting like what? a re- the Stark a, a Brother reunion. reunion. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, that is an OnlyFans so, collab we need. Yes, please. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, again, I don't know anything about the Eternals. If it brings in mutants into this world, I'm here for it. Um, please, 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 please don't keep pushing this freaking show back. Show film back. If they if they keep pushing them back. I, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, if just, keep just pushing it. Them. If they keep pushing it back, I'm going to call it New Mutants. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was pushed back like three years. Mm, and it was it... El Trasho. El, yes. <laughs> es- El Trasho. Yeah, Escandalo, <laughs> I think you were going to say. And it was. It was a scandal. Yeah, I was it was I was gonna say a scandalo because you had called it trash, but I was like, but I agree with you, so it's not really scandalous to say. Not great, but anyway. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, there's a lot of great, great, exciting things coming down the pipeline. We didn't think we we're gonna have enough things to talk about to fill 46 minutes, but here we are. Yeah, this has been another great episode of the Full Volume Podcast. And I want to thank you again for listening, keeping keeping it locked. Um, you can send all your great mail to fullvolumepod at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Comic Book Syndicate or at Comic Book Syndicate, respectively. Hashtag Full Volume Pod. I have been your host, G.I. Joe Lee. And I've been Hardy Brent. And as always, we'll see you next week. And until then, keep it loud. Keep it at the fullest of volume. Bye. Bye.
All right.